You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast. Check out the new website, lifeinfootball.com. Once again, the website is lifeinfootball.com. Thanks for listening. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. It's life in football. We are life in football. Welcome to the Life in Football podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Fee. And this is your coach, Colin Moore. You know we loving life and enjoying football. We got a top-notch coach on today. He goes by the name of Sean McVay. And he's a top-notch quarterback guru coach. And he's able to get you in the position to win. And not just win, but be successful on the field. I, I saw a lot of things that I love about what they're doing. And it's called the Quarterback Takeover. I actually love the name, too, because they located in areas such as Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, and they train in top-notch quarterbacks. I'm, I'm going to say it again. Top-notch quarterbacks. They already training them. So if you want to get to that level, why not give them a chance? Why not give them a try? Just to give all y'all a heads up, Nowadays, it's really not a quarterback that's starting from high school to junior college to college or the NFL who doesn't have assistance from some type of coach outside of their coach that's actually over their team or the quarterback coach that's on their team. So this is something very vital. And I'm so happy that we have Sean on today because he's helping quarterbacks that's really at the top of their game in college and in the NFL, but he's helping high school kids as well. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let Simo bring him on. How you doing, Coach? Hey, guys, I appreciate the intro, man. Doing great. Good to be here with you. Saying it's a blessed night young coach. Now, coach, I want to know how did you actually get started in coaching football? Yeah, absolutely. So I played high school football. Um, I like to joke that I was limited by uh, you know, athletic ability at that point. So didn't really have uh big big plans after high school to pursue the career, but was fortunate while I was in college to to start coaching. I grew up uh in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And uh, my head coach at the high school when I played ended up starting a new program um, and needed assistant coaches. And I was close by. I was still a sophomore year of college and kind of joined him to to start a brand new program, started coaching quarterbacks, just like volunteering my time, worked with the freshman team, you know, kind of the next year you worked up and became a varsity assistant and and things of that nature. So just got into it. I was very fortunate to get into it at a young age. Um, coached high school football for 10 seasons in Pennsylvania at two different schools. And started kind of the private training aspect of it just by working extra with the quarterbacks at my school. Right. So, 
you know, go through the season. You're their high school assistant varsity quarterback coach. And, and then you get to the offseason, and these are guys that are trying to chase their dreams and continue to develop and get better. And selfishly, I wanted the quarterback in my school to be as good as he could be. So I was certainly willing to put the extra time in and, and started working with just two, three, and then it became four, five, six, eight quarterbacks in the offseason. And that kind of began, kind of was the beginning of a career, if you will, in the private quarterback training field. Now, Coach, how did you know that you had that special gift or special touch to actually just get the quarterbacks going in the right way like you have so far? Because God done bless your whole career. So when did you know that you had that touch like that? Yeah, I've been really fortunate. I think it was early on. What I was able to realize early on was understanding the guy could build relationships with the athlete. And, you know, I mentioned about how early I started coaching. And that was a huge benefit because I'm 20 years old, sophomore college, and I'm coaching kids that are 17, 18 years old, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you kind of already have a familiarity with, with being able to connect uh, with the quarterbacks I train because we were so close in age. And that was a big deal because the biggest part of this, you, you know, eventually you need to really – know what you're talking about. You really need to know the ins and outs to be able to help someone make the necessary changes to, to accelerate their development. But before you even get to that part, it's just all about building a relationship, earning trust, making sure that they realize that if they buy into what you're doing, they'll get better. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. So I think that was the big key early on was realizing that like I do a good job of communicating I do a good job of building relationships with the athletes. And then the next piece was, let me get as much information as I can so that when I do get these quarterbacks in front of me, that I have the tools to help them get better. Coach, now I, you you approach the game as pretty much as a professional. Yep. And even the things I hear you talking about, I love you know the way that you – putting the structure in the making of an athlete. But I want to know a little bit more about yourself because I read that you moved from Pennsylvania with your wife and went on down to Georgia to begin this journey that you're now on. So I just want to get a little bit more information of how did that take place? Yeah, absolutely. When I was uh, when I lived in the Philadelphia area, like I said, I was coaching high school football, but I had a full-time career. I worked with Marriott. I was in uh, front office management for years in the hotel business. And, you know, it was funny because I, I always thought of myself as a football coach who also worked at the Marriott. Obviously, it was the other way around, right? But my passion was in football and coaching and training. So when we moved to Georgia, my wife got an opportunity to take a role down here in Atlanta. Um, and so, like I said, you're talking about how God kind of blessed me along this journey. I had an opportunity to to, to cost of living being different. My wife got a, a promotion and we were kind of able to look at it a different way. And I was able to chase the passion a little bit more. You know, we had uh, two kids at the time when we moved down here to Atlanta. We're now fortunate to have four boys, four sons. Um, but, uh, you know, I kind of became a stay at home dad and then got to chase the passion of training. Uh, and was able to kind of build it from there. But without a doubt, that was my tipping point where this passion of coaching and helping players develop became something real was when we made the move here to Georgia. 
Coach, I want to get your perspective on this. And I know it's true because being a former player, I know you have to put the time in to be successful. We had another quarterback uh, coach on uh, probably later last year mm -hmm. by the name of Adrian McPherson. And um, he told us that the thing that he tells the parents is, hey, I don't want your son coming out here if you're going to sign him up for one session. I think he said one a week, maybe. But what what is your take on that as far as the consistency of getting training and actually getting that information from an actual quarterback coach? Yeah, there's just a reality that in order to continue to make progression in the development, there has to be kind of a, a touch base point that's somewhat frequent, right? So I'll tell guys, listen, I you know, I understand that there's, time constraints with especially uh, quarterbacks playing multiple sports and, you know, having other, you know, things pulling at their attention. And then quite honestly, it becomes a financial thing too. When you're trying to figure out how much money we can put aside for some of this high level training. But what I tell parents is the reality is if you're trained, say once a month, you know, I see a quarterback, we work through stuff and then I don't see him for another month what tends to happen is you, you're spending the first 35 minutes of that next session going back through stuff that he had learned a month ago and forgot. Right. And so you start doing this like two steps forward, one step back, and it's not exactly the best way to progress in a quarterback's development. So, you know, I, I'm realistic to the fact that not everybody has the opportunity to train every week. You know, some guys like to train multiple times a week and, and things of that nature. But I would say a, mim a minimum every other week um, is certainly kind of uh, at a minimum the best way to do it. And the reality being, if it's less than that, then let's at least make sure that the quarterback is taking what he learned in the session with a coach and then working on his own frequently to kind of keep moving forward, if that makes sense. Coach, it makes total sense. And I'm glad that you out here helping these quarterbacks because I, you just made me think about my high school quarterback when we was growing up. Yeah. You made me think about the high school quarterback that we have right here. Well, I'm from Bartow. So we got a quarterback here in Bartow, and he's, he's good, and he's yeah. going into his senior year. But we're in Florida, Central Florida, so – I know him getting connected with you may or may not be hard, but what I do want to know is how did y'all start the quarterback takeover? Yeah, so that's Quincy Avery. So Quincy, it was kind of his brainchild. Uh, for people who don't know Quincy Avery, you know, I think he's the best in the business doing this. Um, works with guys like Deshaun Watson and Jalen Hurts and Josh Dobbs, all kind of you know, coming through the ranks from high school up through the successful careers in college and obviously playing at the highest level now. Um, a, a part of Elite 11 coaching staff. So really just one of the names in this business that people know. But that was kind of his idea. So it was funny. We were kind of working through parallel paths. You know, once I moved to Georgia, I was starting to build kind of my client base of, of private training clients. Quincy had been established for a long time. And, you know, just the way... These things go. We, we, we linked up with a couple of different events and we were kind of, you know, aware of what each other was doing and, and, you know, felt like there was some commonality in what we believed was important for a quarterback's development. 
And, uh, and we just decided to like, hey, let's do a lot of stuff together, right? We both were training some high-level high school and college players, and we thought we could get the max value bringing them together, letting them kind of compete within a training session and learn from each other. And then it gave all those athletes two voices to kind of hear from, right? And, and it's been so valuable. But quarterback takeover was kind of Quincy's idea. And you said you love the name, and I do too. And it was the idea of like, hey, we don't want to just, you know, these quarterbacks, they're not there to just get a little bit better. We want them to truly take over on the field. So if they're the starting high school quarterback, we want them to go out there, be successful, be a name people know, have opportunities to play at the next level. You know, we, we bring a bunch of our colleagues quarterbacks together in the spring over spring break and again in the summer and very high level training. And what we find here is we got these 10, 11, 12 quarterbacks each spring and they're either the starting quarterback at their college or they're in a competition to take over and be that starting quarterback at that role. So, you know, it's just, it's just kind of the mindset that we want everybody who's involved with our training to take in. Hey, you're not just here to get a little bit better. You're here to be the best at your position that you can be. I like that coach. I truly like that. Now coach, what does, cause I see you post him a lot and I see you show him a lot of love. So I know he means a lot to you. What does Malik mean to you, Coach? If I'm saying his name right, for the quarterback for Liberty University. Yeah, Malik Willis, absolutely. What does he mean to you? Like, did you did you coach him when he was younger? or yeah, so, When did you start so, coaching so him? So he was a guy that I, I got linked up with uh, coming out of his junior year of high school. Um, he transferred at the time from Westlake High School, which some people know Westlake High School is where Cam Newton played uh, his high school football. Um, and then Malik was at Westlake and then transferred to Roswell High School. So I had a relationship with the head coach at Roswell High School, the guy that just thought that, you know, what I was doing from a quarterback development standpoint was something that he wanted his quarterbacks to be around. And I had worked with some of his other younger quarterbacks there at the high school. So Malik came in, you know, if people that know Malik's background a little bit, he played a lot of wide receiver his early years of high school and was just transitioning to be a quarterback for really the first time when he got to Roswell High School. So his coach, John Ford, at Roswell High School, sent Malik to me to like, hey, this is a guy that we think is going to be really special. We just want him to, to lock in and, and learn and, and be you know the best he can be at this position. So uh, that was kind of the beginning of, of my connection with Malik. So now we're talking this is six years ago now. Um, and just a kid who you could tell the talent just jumped out at you the first time you watched him throw, but he was super raw, right? Had a lot of things that he had never been coached on before, not playing the position extensively. And, uh, and it was just all about trying to get him to buy in to doing the necessary work to be more consistent as a passer so that all the athletic ability that he had in addition was kind of able to be a speedy icing on the cake. And what I love about Malik to this day is, you know, within the first session, he was all in and he had the attitude like, listen, I want to be a quarterback, not just here in high school, but I want to play division one football and be successful at that level. And if you working with you is what it's going to take to get me there, then I'm all in. And from that day forward, he never wavered. And I'm not sure I've been around the quarterback who's worked as hard as him. So from that point on, now you're, you know, you're invested, right? Like that's my guy. 
and you kind of watch as it progresses and he has a killer year and takes him all the way to the state championship his senior year of high school and then gets the opportunity to be recruited at Auburn right away as a true freshman. He wins the backup job behind Jared Stidham. And at that point, you kind of think you're off to the races. And, you know, things don't go the way um, you thought they would and you hoped they would. And, you know, he ended up um, having to transfer from Auburn and look for a better opportunity. And, and just so fortunate that he ended up in the situation he was at Liberty with Coach Freeze. Um, and you can just see what, what's happened now. He's, he's had an opportunity to have a coaching staff that believes in him that gives him an opportunity to get on the field and certainly has aided in his development. And, uh, and now at this point, I'm just kind of sitting back and, uh, and being a cheerleader, man, and just enjoying his success. Coach, that's perfect because that comes hand in hand, you know, just life in general, you're going to have ups and downs and actually Liberty University, they balled out this year, yep. if y'all don't know. They did a great job. So if you could, give us some direct correlation from, like, far as in your life that can help others, because me and my co-host, Simo, we, we're fathers, we're husbands. So kind of give us some inspiration or, or some insight on how to handle, like, being a businessman and also handling your, I mean, you know, making sure you're successful with your family as well. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like I said, it, it's a perfect analogy. You know, the life of a quarterback, what you face, you know, it, it's just life, right? And this is why people love the idea of, of football because it teaches you how to be a, a leader, you know, especially the quarterback position. It teaches you how to work together with teammates and obviously teammates that come from all different walks of life, right? Across racial and different ethnic backgrounds and, different socioeconomic, you know, everybody comes together for this one goal. And, and what you do there on the football field is no different than how we all, you know, need to attack life in general, right? And to be successful, it takes all of us coming together to work to one common goal. The other key piece of that is, listen, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be obstacles along the way, right? So just like Malik, you know, had to work and fight and transfer and do a lot of things before he finally got his opportunity. What he needed to understand was, listen, I just need to focus and control what I can control. And that's my attitude. That's how hard I work. And then when I do finally get an opportunity, how ready am I going to be to take advantage of it? You know, it's the same things that we think about whether you're a a seventh grade quarterback working on your development, hoping to maybe have a shot to play by the time you get to high school. It's the same way I look at things from a business standpoint when it's, you know, trying to attract clients and trying to, you know, bring things together. My collaboration with Quincy in the beginning that kind of birthed this whole quarterback takeover collab, you know, it was all about trying to set yourself up through the many obstacles that we all face in our life, that when it comes together, how ready you're going to be to take advantage of it and be successful. Okay, Coach. Man, you didn't gave us a great lesson for us, just hand-to-hand information. And, I mean, I, I actually, man, I like it, Coach, man. I think I can go and play for you. You seem <laughs> like you could actually be a head coach of a team. I but stay, I stay a, in my lane, man. I got a little niche that I think I do pretty well. 
and, and I'm going to stay right here in the quarterback training space, but I appreciate you. <laughs> well, Coach, this is the last thing. I'm going to open up the floor to you to provide information to anybody who may want to get trained for us, quarterback training, young kids, even to the pros. The floor is now yours. I appreciate it. Yeah, so the quarterback takeover is where it all comes together. Uh, the website's qbtakeover.com. Very easy to find. Sean McAvoy, myself, Quincy Avery, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty uh, out there on, as far as social media and Twitter and Instagram. We're very easy to find. So search for us. You know, reach out to us if you have any questions. I do things all through the week, DMing back and forth with coaches and players. I was playing around doing a little quarterback Q&A that I do about weekly on my Instagram as well. Just trying to answer questions, provide insight, give as many tips I can for quarterbacks all over the country um, to help in their development, whether I ever see them face to face or not. But what right now we're in the middle of draft prep. We're down in Florida. Uh, we have a whole off season training schedule that we do in Atlanta, in Charlotte, in Knoxville, Tennessee. And then once we get through draft prep in the spring, we'll kind of be taking our show on the road here a little bit and trying to work all through the country and, and do a series of one-day and two-day camps all over. So all that uh, information will be on the website at qbtakeover.com. And, yeah, hopefully trying to just help as many quarterbacks as we can along the way. Y'all heard it right here. That was the quarterback guru himself, Sean McAvoy. And I'm tell I want to give a shout out to Quincy Avery as well because they're doing an amazing job at the quarterback takeover. And y'all just listen to the name quarterback takeover. You can't be a quarterback and don't want to at least consider training with these guys. I don't care if you're at HBCU, NIA, I mean NAIA, uh, D2. Pros or D1, JUCO, high school, middle school. Get up with them because I'm telling you they're going to help your game. And I'm going to leave y'all how I always leave y'all. Keep your head up and not down. Now else you'll fall to the ground. This is the Life and Football Podcast. Catch you next time. Try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football. This is a new day to live your life. This is a new day to try to get right. This is a new day to get on track. Yeah, that's life in football.